and BK. Nothing but nicks. When Sim passed the assist, you know that it's number one show that breaks down the game. If you can't play defense, stay out my way. Dribble the ball, come down the lane. Five seconds on the shot clock. Who gon' win us the game? You wanna hear Nick updates and trade rumors? Post game reviews, this the place you tune in. So tell a friend just to keep the ball moving. Like the page if you're feeling the movement. Every game we come in to win. Give us a sob like a player that came off the bench. This is NBK, nothing but Knicks. Knicks family, what's poppin'? Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Knicks fall back below 500. They are now 12 and 13 on the season as they lose 122 to 102. They got demolished by the Indiana Pacers. Demolished. A team that versus the New York Knicks this season has been scoring 97.5 points per game versus the New York Knicks in two games. A team that came into the game averaging 107 points per game dropped 122 on the New York Knicks. 122, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, the defense hasn't gotten better uh, since we've transitioned Alec Burks to the starting spot. The offense is sometimes there, not sometimes there. Uh, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure what's happening or what we're going to do. But the Knicks are um, below 500. And since the start of the season, since they began 5-1, and one, they've been playing sub-500 basketball. Sub, I mean, we're letting rookies get loose on us. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. What Chris Duarte have tonight? 23 points? Something like that? I don't know what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. But I got Tony Crow. I got Cornerstone Kev, Podcaster Kev, whatever you want to call him, whatever kind of Kev is in the building, he's in the building tonight. We're going to talk about it. Tony Crow, man, what's popping with you, brother? How how you feeling, man? Very disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, it looked like they was trying, and, and, and they weren't trying. Like, I don't want to shoot them bail and say, you know, it was it was a back to back, and and they didn't get there to five a.m. or whatever the whatever it was. But I mean, it, it showed that they were sluggish. You know, passes weren't crisp. Um, on a defensive end, one. The first move that Indiana made seemed to lead to an easy score, like continuously. Um, there was no backup effort. You know what I mean? It was like initial effort, but there was no, there was no continuous effort. Um, and it was like that the whole game. I thought they would adjust. They they really didn't. And I I think something's gonna have to give to to turn this season around. Um, it's no more saying, you know, it's early, it's early, it's early. You know, we're, we're a third of a way now. Um, we're going to have to fix this. Yeah. Uh, we got to do something, man. I don't know. We got to do something. Cornerstone Kev, what's popping with you, man? Talk to me. How you feeling? How you feeling tonight? Um, First salute to you, Sam. Salute to you, Tom. 
Um, black is definitely time. Um, salute to the chat. How I'm feeling tonight? If you would have told me that today, December 8th, that we were going to be a game under 500, I would have said you're bugging. But here we are, a game under 500 to a team who we who we talked about earlier today what we thought that would be kind of evenly, you know, matched. Mm. And we just yeah, we were I I Tone, I can't agree with you. I don't think we I think we just slept walked sleep slept walk through this whole process today, through this whole game. I mean, you see RJ um, missing shots at the basket. You see, uh, where was the Randall that I saw yesterday? I mean, Randall played hard. Yeah, he, but he, still, he may so, not have shot the ball well, but he played hard. But we, I, I feel but like we, RJ and but, Randall came to play. I do. I do. I'm not going to lie. I feel like they came to play. I think they played hard. Right, I, you know, you're not going to be super efficient every single night. Randall definitely wasn't efficient tonight. Randall hasn't been efficient against this team all season long. All season long, Randall shot 33% tonight. He's been shooting 38% against this team. He's been shooting 12% from the three-point line against this team. You know, it's, it's what he's been doing against this team. But I thought he still came and played hard. But this wasn't the Randall from last night. The Randall from last night was getting everybody involved. Or he's trying to get everybody involved. Okay, so 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 check this out. Check this out. Here and here is here's the, the argument and the debate. Right? It, it's like which one comes first, the chicken or the egg? Last night was Randall getting people involved because they were hitting shots. So it's like Okay, I can pass to everybody because they're knocking down shots tonight. But then when people are not hitting shots, don't you expect Randall to say, well, I guess it's time for me to try to get some buckets. Isn't that, isn't that how it's supposed to go? Whether or not you think Randall is that guy and can do it, he's, been, he's getting paid to be that guy on this team. So is that not what you expect him to do? So which come, which one is really coming first? Is it that the player, other players are not hitting shots? And so Randall says, I've got to do such and such? Or is it that he is taking he's control a big, of the ball and other people are not hitting shots? He is a big piece of what, of what we're trying to accomplish. He is, he is, that, yeah. he is that dude. All right. So, but I'm, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting this squarely on RJ and, and, and Randall. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not doing that because it was a total team effort. Now, if you want me to put the square single somebody out, I'm going to single out Evan uh, Fournier. That's who I'll single okay. out. Okay. Because his author, I was talking with a, a colleague of mine and about, you know, about this, when we got Kim and we got Evan, we knew what their defensive deficiencies were, but we figured that we could live with that because the points were going to, they were going to give us more points. They're not giving us anything now. 
Well, right. He's not playing. But even Evan now is not giving us nothing. Nothing on the offense and, and definitely nothing on the defense. So what good are you? Evan looking like he about to be sitting right next to Kemba. It does. It does. And that's going to be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with. Listen, it. And and that that's going to be that doesn't look good at all. Okay, Kemba, you're paying him eight million dollars. Everybody knew about his injury issues, those type of things. Evan Fournier, you're paying him some serious money, and if he ends up on the bench next to Kemba, that's an issue. That's a serious issue. I don't think they will, Tony. The only reason why I, I don't think they will is because if you do that, it's no way you're trading them. And and, and that reflects uh, very poorly on, on the front office. Yeah. But what, what I'll say is this. He can't have the same – he can't say, oh, I view, I view Fournier as a starter. You, you know what I mean? And the same excuse he used for Kemba. So maybe bring Kemba back. Lee Burks in the starting lineup and, and try Fournier off the bench We're in the rotation. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and that maybe that saves face a little bit. I I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm not even I, I know how everybody like, feels about Kemba, but um No, I I, I like Kemba. I, I like Kemba. I just number one well, let me let me backtrack. You don't really know about players um when you don't see them on a nightly on a, on a nightly basis i knew what kimba did to, towards us but i didn't i didn't know how small he was and i didn't know how um how he really looked when he was with um with boston i just heard that you know he was coming to us and i figured all right this is the point guard that we you know that we've been looking for Let's you know now we can rock, and it, it it hasn't happened this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but look, you know, going back to Evan Fournier though, um, this guy, you know, it, it's 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 tough. Next time I'm high on somebody, just please slap me in the head. I give you permission <laughs> I mean, to slap I mean, me in the head. It, it, I was really, high on. I was high on. I, I, so was I. You know, but uh, it, it's really tough, and you know, yeah, Tony, it does. It looks bad on the organization for the move that they made. Uh, I, I would rather though, I would rather them admit their mistake and cut their losses. <laughs> yes. Then say, well, you know, we got to stick with it. We got to ride with it. We got to, you exactly. know, cut your losses. If that's what you got to do, cut your losses. When, you know when, when you say, when you say that, what, what do you mean? Cause I think even, even, I, I don't I don't see it being a problem with Fournier being demoted. I think it looks real bad if he's demoted and Kemba's still uh, out of the rotation. That, that that's the only reason why I say you know maybe maybe give Kemba another shot, move Fournier to the to the second unit, keep keep Burks in the lineup. Yeah. Okay. 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 You, you know you know what I'm saying and yeah. And, yeah. Nah, I, okay. I mean, I mean, I, but, I get that. But what that. do you mean by cut your losses? Like, do you you mean like because you know, like that's just ride it out until you until you can no, do something with when it? When I say cut your losses, what I'm saying is, uh, 
maybe, and, and and it still might be too early to tell, you know what I mean? But maybe you just made the wrong decision, you invested some money in this guy, and you're not going to get what your investment is worth. So let's move him and and figure out what the next move is. Because that that that's a sunk cost. It's sunk. That money that you spent, it's spent. It's done. You're not... You know, you're not you're not gonna change that. So now, mm-hmm. if you, if you look in and and you're saying this, he's not the guy, and Tom Thibodeau was like, "Yo, Leon, I can't rock with this dude. I don't. I'm not sure how to use him. I don't like the way he's playing defense. Now he doesn't give me the the, the hustle points that I want. Uh, we we need something else. You know what I mean? I would rather the front office say, you know what, we made a mistake. Let's figure out how to fix it. The the only the only move I think that can be made that quickly is is a John Wall move mm. because I, I think they take they you know what I mean they have no demands as far as what they want you know what I mean you, you're bringing back vets um it, like I, I think we could we could pull pull that off with mm. with uh you know, we're basically eating that 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 money you know what I mean right. we're giving up Fournier right. we're giving up Walker that's 30 that's 30 out of the what how much he's owed 40 40 million, 44, 44, 44. You know what I mean? We're going to have to continue to add I mean, another the thing, thing is, the thing is, the thing is, you know, if they're moving John Wall, right, they don't want a, a, a contract that's longer. Kemba's isn't longer, but Fournier's might be a little bit longer than, than John Wall's. It's it's um, longer, but I think it's it's a lot It's definitely less. cheaper. But, you, you, know, know. you know what I mean? So that may be know, something man. like... And then the go- especially if Wall's saying he's not budging on he's not taking a buyout, you, right. you know what I mean? Like he wants all his money. Yeah, but I don't know. It's tough, man. Look, you're a guy that's been in the league for a while. You've averaged twenty points a game for a while, Eight, you know, seventeen to twenty points a game, and you're getting done in by Chris Duarte. And I'm not, and that's not a diss to Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte is going to be a good player in this league, I think. I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be an all-star one day. You know, just from yes, things yes, that I yes, see. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And you know, but still, you're you should have a little bit more basketball savvy than this kid. And this kid is running circles around you, cutting back door. You know, running circles around. Just like, come on, man. You know, come on, man. Evan Fournier tonight, seven points, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, seven points for Evan Fournier, four rebounds, shot 33% from the field and 33% from the three-point line, and he only took six shots. Only played 22 minutes tonight, only took six shots. The Knicks were led by R.J. Barrett. He had 19 points, two rebounds, three assists. Uh, As a matter of fact, in every game against the Indiana Pacers, R.J. Barrett's been the leading guy. All right. Well, at least over the first two games, he's been the leading scorer against the Pacers for the Knicks, uh, averaging 17.5 points per game, and now he scored 19 tonight against the Pacers. Shot 42% from the field and 60% from the three-point line. Not too bad. Uh, Julius Randle, he had 18 points, eight rebounds, two assists. Only shot 33% from the field and 33% from the three-point line. Alec Burks, 15 points, two rebounds. Emmanuel Quickly, 13 points, two rebounds. I'm sorry, Emmanuel Quickly had 11 points and four rebounds and two assists. Obi Toppin had 13 points and two rebounds. Derrick Rose, eight points. Mitchell Robinson, four points, two rebounds. Uh, you know, this team, they came in, they wanted it more. 
than the Knicks did. You know, the, a lot of noise in the media about Indiana and, and, and maybe guys are up for grabs and all this kind of stuff. And they decided to rise to the challenge and probably they knew that the Knicks are a team that's in flux just like them. You know, the Knicks are a team that's struggling to try to find their way and they probably knew if they flexed, you know, the Knicks might break and the Knicks break. The Pacers flexed and the Knicks broke. For the Indiana Pacers, ladies and gentlemen, they were led by Chris Duarte. We were just talking about Chris Duarte versus Evan Fournier. Chris Duarte had 23 points, six assists, three rebounds for Chris Duarte. DeMonte Sabonis had 21 points and 11 rebounds, outplaying, thoroughly outplaying, Julius Randle, I guess, I don't, well, you know, yeah, thoroughly. 21 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 87% from the field, 100% from the three-point line, 5 for 7 from the free throw line. Miles Turner, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 2 blocks. Karis Levert, 15 points and 6 assists. Malcolm Brogdon, 16 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals. Only one turnover for Malcolm Brogdon. They were light on the bench side tonight, but they still got production from the bench. Jeremy Lamb, exactly. four points. That's a problem. Brissett, five points. That's a problem. Martin, eight points. Wanamaker, six points. Badazzi, he only had two points, three rebounds. Still got some production from the bench. Tough That's night for the Knicks, man. Re re really tough night for the New York Knicks. Uh, one week away from December the 15th, and now you, then you're really going to start to hear rumors about what the Knicks might do. I don't know, man. I I, I, just, I don't know where we go because I want to believe that it's going to get better. Right? And last year, I did believe it was going to get better because the Knicks played defense. Even at this point in the season, you could see that the Knicks were a decent defending team. And I felt like, okay, the defense can maybe get them by Stay around 500. I didn't know that they was going to go on a, a, a long nine-game winning streak. Like, you know, we can get around, stay around 500. You know, we can be in the mix when it comes to the playing. Obviously, the Knicks went on a longer winning streak and got to the fourth seed. Our defense just isn't consistent enough this year. Just isn't consistent enough. You know, and it doesn't feel like we have the same pride. I, I was listening to the post game a little bit. Um on MSG, one thing they were saying is a game like tonight does test your players, right? You know, you go to San Antonio, and then you got a time change back to Indiana. We talked about that on the game preview. A little bit of a weird schedule. It's back-to-back. -back. You know, a team in – you beat San Antonio, then a team in Indiana that you know is going to be a physical game. How do your players respond? And you learn a lot about your guys, you know what I mean? And uh, that made me a little bit nervous when they said that because I'm thinking, yeah, you do. You learn a lot about your guys. And what? And if we learn something about our guys, what did we learn? That maybe they don't have the same heart that we had last year. Is that because of two players that we don't have anymore? I don't know if it's because we don't have them or if it's because the players that we did bring in – 
you know, and I don't want to say, look, Kemba's a good guy and stuff like that. And I don't want to even put put all of that on Fournier, but maybe the chemistry of the team, the just the 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 something that in that was in there with this team just isn't there. I, you know, I don't I don't know what the mix is. I don't know what the mix is. It could be them. It could be them. And maybe they had more of a laissez-faire attitude than the other guys. I don't know. But it could be something else that's just not mixing this year. I think, I think chemistry is is really um Don't say cliche is. Don't say it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it because that's not you look true. at a team like the Bulls, where were the Bulls last year? Where were the Bulls but last year? But they have chemistry this year. They had they have four new players. They it doesn't mean that you're not gonna have chemistry. Let me ask you nah. something. Let me let me ask okay. you something. Let Go me ahead. ask you Go something. Ahead. Let me ask Go you ahead. something. This is what we're gonna do right here, right now. Let me ask you this. When you met your wife, right? The first time you seen her and your eyes started twinkling, you guys have chemistry? Honestly. Um remember this is this is huh? recorded. Come on, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Not the first. And she sleep too. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see, he whispered that. He had to whisper that. He wasn't sure what to say. But you guys developed some chemistry. We did. You know why? We didn't at first. Because the next day, when I first met her, the next day I was going to my first Knicks uh, playoff game. My first Knicks game ever. So I wasn't really thinking about but, that. But night. your personality, though. I mean, I mean, you wasn't thinking about it. But your personality. Did your personalities mix and match? Okay. Did they? Okay. Did they? Yes or no? Did they? Yeah. I'm they, asking. They somewhat did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so, so your, your personality is mixed and they matched a little bit. But you hadn't met her before. You hadn't been around her before. You're just meeting her. But you but you knew, you know, our, 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 our personalities kind of hit it off a little bit. Right? Kind of hit it off. That okay. can happen. That can happen. You can have some new players and their personalities just hit. And so the chemistry is there. Sometimes you have to work a little bit harder at the chemistry, and sometimes you never get the same chemistry back. Chemistry does mean something. Does chemistry override talent? Maybe not. But when you have a team that doesn't have crazy talent, chemistry means a lot. I hope your wife rewinds this, too. She's going to see you get a little bit shaky, like, hey, wait a minute, Cam, what's up? <laughs> Hey, hey, can I can I just add one yeah. one thing about the Bulls and, and and their early success, and, and I think one reason they have chemistry is because everybody they came they got four new guys, but they all fell in line. They they gave people roles like Levine didn't come and say, "Hey, I'm the guy. I'm the number one." I, like he lets the Rosen play the number one option role, and and he's one one B or or. You know what I mean? They share it, whatever you want to say, but he's not dominating that role. And Ball gets to do what he does best with lower expectation. You know what I mean? Like, I have two guys ahead of me. All I got to do is hit open shots and 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 make the right reads, play defense. You, you know what I mean? Like, their roles are solidified. And that's one reason why they have good chemistry right, right yeah. now. And, and Kev... And Kev, chemistry doesn't always mean, you know, like like you're getting along off the court and that kind of stuff. It's not that kind of chemistry. It's I understand. About, I, I, it, I totally get that. It's about understanding the nuances of each other's game. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, if I pass it to Fournier, he likes the ball. I'm just using this as an example. 
If I pass the ball to Fournier, he likes the ball kind of on his left side because he likes to bring the ball across his chest to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? When you have chemistry with somebody, you understand those little nuances and, and other players' tendencies, and this team just ne has never found that sweet spot, at least right now, 24 games into the season, haven't found that sweet spot of understanding those things about each other. But the thing we – I'm always going to go back to it. Peyton, Randall, RJ, Mitch, whoever else uh, I, I missed, Reggie Bullock, they had been together for a year before last season. And Peyton and Randall, obviously, a little bit longer, but they had been together for at least a year where you, you pick those things up. But, you know – it's, it's, it's not okay. clicking, man. 122 to 102, the Knicks lose, ladies and gentlemen, to the Indiana Pacers. We're going to be taking phone calls shortly because I want to hear what you guys are thinking, what you guys are feeling. I know people are calling for trades and all kinds of everything, and I get it. And I'm not totally disagreeing with you either, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not totally disagreeing with you because sometimes you know – when it's not going to click and 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 I can kind of it kind of feels to me like it's not going to click right now Indiana Pacers they win the rebounding battle 42 to 36 27 assists for the Indiana Pacers tonight 27 assists over two games against the Knicks they average 22 assists tonight they get 27 I mean, they got as many assists as, as the Spurs average. And they're not the Spurs. They don't have the same offense as the Spurs, but it looked like that tonight. Eight steals for the Pacers. Six steals for the Knicks. Oh, by the way, the Knicks only had 17 assists tonight. Eight blocks for the Knicks. Four blocks for the Pacers. 13 turnovers for the Knicks. Nine for the Pacers. The Knicks only shot 42% from the field. The Pacers shot 53.5% from the field. 30% from three for the Knicks. 37% from three for the Pacers. And they came into the game shooting, I think, they were shooting a lower percentage than that. I forgot exactly what it was. Points in the paint, the Indiana Pacers, 60 points in the paint. I think they came into the game averaging about 47 or 48. 60 points in the paint. 44 points in the paint for the Knicks. Both teams with 14 second chance points. Uh, 26 fast, fast break points for the Pacers and 16 for the New York Knicks. Ah, boy. Uh, the Pacers, again, led by Chris Duarte. The Knicks led by R.J. Barrett. The Knicks, uh, Julius Randle leads the Knicks in rebounds at 8. DeMontes Sabonis leads the Pacers in rebounds at 11. Derrick Rose with 7 assists for the Knicks. Karis LeVert led the Pacers with 6 assists. Mitchell Robinson had 2 blocks and Miles Turner had 2 blocks for the Pacers. Josh, what's going on, man? After Josh speaks, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start taking some phone calls. What's up, Josh? What's going on, everybody? Um, you know, obviously, you know, this team is just complete, like, really inconsistent. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying that again. You know, you got to be able to make shots. You know, you can, you know, these guys have been open. They had a lot of open shots tonight. We just weren't able to hit them quickly. You had open shots. Um, our bench, which was supposed to be, you know, a positive coming into this game, did not perform that well. We didn't pr produce that well from the bench. So that was another problem tonight. Defensively, we were terrible. 
Um, absolutely terrible. And it just goes to show you that this team is just complete, completely inconsistent. One night, you know, where we're pl- playing well on all cylinders, the ball's moving, guys are knocking down shots. Um, you know, other nights, our defense is, is going to win us some ball games. And then some nights, our defense is terrible. And, you know, our offense is still there and, and, and the defense is terrible or vice versa. So, you know, and I'll continue to say it. I believe it was a mistake by taking Kimmel Walker out the lineup and making any lineup changes because now you open up a huge can of worms. Now you make about to make another lineup change. So when is consistency ever going to come for this team? Right. I felt like the Knicks, you know, even though they weren't they weren't playing up to the level that we thought they were going to play at, they weren't playing that terrible enough that warranted a lineup change, in my opinion. If they, you know, if Thibodeau would have just kept the lineups the same, stagger the minutes a little bit, if Fournier is not playing well, take him off the floor. Same way he was doing with Kimball Walker, and the defense was improve, improving by him doing that. But now by making a lineup change, he's opened up a whole can of worms, and, you know, this team is just not going to get better. So the, the best thing, in my opinion, for the Knicks to do if they, you know, I know hindsight is 2020. They already made the lineup change already was to keep everything the same um, and have and just ride out with the guys. None of these guys are going to be here long-term. All these contracts are flexible enough where you can be able to move them and go out and get players during so, the season. So, if you so, want to go out and make trades or what have you. I mean, so, you know, I'm going to say the same thing that I said for the front office. You know, if you recognize something's not working, I mean, you can go back to it. You can go back to it. There's nothing, you know, I don't think Thibodeau has a pride thing to say, you know, I made this change, now I'm not going to go back to it. Go back to it if that's what, you know, he's he's going to try to ride this out for a couple more games, I'm sure, to see if anything happens. But I'm hoping that uh, if he figures out or sees and says, you know what, this isn't working either, let me go back to it, um, then he does and doesn't have, you know, a pride thing in the way. Sim, but but again, I feel like going back to it now at this point just shows like I think that sends a terrible message to the locker room. That's why I would have never made the change in the first place. I don't because I, as, as a coach, how do you tell your players that I'm gonna I'm I'm doing this for a particular reason, and then when that doesn't work, you're gonna go back to to what you were doing before? Like what does that what does that say to a team to a locker room? I mean, say, you can't continue I mean, to, I mean, it could say it could say it could say a lot of things. It could say I'm trying to we're trying to figure out what works best for us. Yeah, Josh, when right? he's on I mean, the floor, when Kimba was on the floor, when Kimba was on the floor, we were, I don't know, we were a minus something when he's on the floor. Def- on, when he's off the floor, we're a plus. Then, Kev, you, you stagger his minutes. You stagger his minutes. I mean, I mean, I'm talking I mean, about, the, I'm talking about is, the lineup changes. Right. I mean, cool. I mean, he did it. Yeah, but right? that's done already. Yeah. yeah that's done but, already. Like, you can't change it, but you can, I mean, you can change back to it. You can. I mean, they've asked him and said, hey, would you think about putting Kemba back out there? And he said, you know, everything's up for discussion. Anything can happen. And and I don't think it sends anything to the locker room except for the fact that we're trying to figure out something that works because we're not playing well. Sam, what I'm how saying is – How well do you I, figure I, I see out – I what you're saying, Josh. I see, I, I, I see saying. what you're saying, you know, that you can't go back to it because you made, you know, you, you made yeah. this change, but – and, and then the reason know? why you made the change was for defensive purposes, but you knew that Kemba and Fournier were going to be a defensive downgrade by bringing them in anyway. But but his but do you know if it was Tom Thibodeau who brought him in? Like you keep Simple. saying, you knew like Tom Thibodeau made that decision. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if the front office is going with that, if the front office is the one that made that decision. You just ride it out. That's what I'm saying. You ride it out. No, you, you don't. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. You don't just yeah, ride it yeah. out. You have to, just as a coach, right. as a coach, you have to make a decision that you think is best for the team. And if you make a mistake, you can go back and fix the mistake. 
I mean, how many times? I'm gonna tell you. That's why you made it. But but that's why you made the decision in the first place because you thought it was a mistake. That's what I'm saying. That's why you made the decision in the first place. Okay, so what? You made a decision. You can go back on your decision. I don't know how many times I've put a player in the game, and it turned out to be the wrong decision. I said, you know what? This ain't working. Hey, go get that person. I don't know how many times I've put some somebody in a lineup, thinking that this person was gonna provide. A, B, and C, right? A, B, and C, and they froze up and clammed up out there on the floor. And I said, this ain't going to work. This guy's got to come out the rotation. I'm going to go back to what I was doing because I was, I'm and, comfortable with it. I mean, you can and, do that. That's, that's what a coach is supposed to do. That, Try that, to figure out what's happening and what's going on. You're going to make mistakes. A coach is also supposed to get the most out of his players. And, and that's what like he's, if, But that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to see which lineups help you get the most out of your players. You might make mistakes and that's along the way. Gonna, it's not going to be perfect. And it's not perfect now. If you, make, if you make a mistake, are you supposed to die on that hill? Or or, mm. or 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 try to fix it, or say maybe I made a mistake. Let's let's try. It wasn't as bad as I thought. You, you know what I mean? Like you can absolutely go back to the situation. Like I'm I'm sure you changed your mind on something in in, in your life. Like it is it's not it's not set in stone. You, you know what I mean? And he my, said that from the beginning. My my. Right? my. My big, my big thing is again. I, I, I just think it sends the wrong message to this locker room. That tip, you know, for one reason, you're going to take a guy out, right? You're going to take him out the start lineup completely, and then when you fail, you fail on something. Now you want to go back to that player and, and expect to get a different result. I, but that's what I'm saying. It, maybe, just, but but, but the, maybe he's not going back to expect to get it. If if you if you made a move and it gets worse, maybe you say, okay, well, let me go back to this and at least get to the baseline and then see if there's something else we can do. Like, I mean, because basketball is a moving thing. It moves and changes and, and goes in it goes in different directions all the time. You have it's, to be on top of your game to con- be ready. And, and, it's not constant. Yeah, and, and be ready to make a move. You know what I'm saying? Because if he didn't do anything and we still lost the same exact games, everyone will be saying Tom Thibodeau doesn't want to make any adjustments. But but Sim, Tom Thibodeau did make an adjustment by limiting Kimball Walker's minutes. But just be, minutes. okay, so it did. It was working. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm if you make an adjustment because maybe you thought you could even get better. Every adjustment's not going to be perfect. You can't expect perfection every time. So you make an adjustment. If it doesn't work. You have the right to say, hey, I, you know, maybe I just need to go back to this. But I tried. You know what I'm saying? But we tried something. It didn't work. Just tonight, I'm playing in the game. I put in a defensive strategy that we never practiced. And I told the team, we're going to try this. They might score. But we're going to see how it works. I want to see what, how they're going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. We did it for two possessions. And it actually worked both possessions, right? I mean, that's I mean, I mean, I mean, that's what you do. Sometimes you gotta take a chance if you want to try to get better, and sometimes it might backfire, and you withhold the right to go back to whatever your baseline is. Let me get to a caller. Let me get to this caller. Caller, you're live. What's popping? Tell me your name and where you're from. How you doing? I'm Ron. I'm from uh, Orlando, Florida right now. What's going on, Ron? Hey, was originally from. What's up, panel? What's up, chat? Shout out. What's going on with um, you, brother? So, 
I was originally going to come on here and talk about something different, but now listening to what you guys say, I'm going to let you know, there's no way Tom Thibodeau can go back to this. He can't say my bad, and here's why. You're concentrating on just Kemba and saying Kemba. He pulled Kemba out of the lineup, and that is, he can always go back and change that. But he can't because he did more than just change Kemba out of the lineup, right? He let he he benched Mitch. So Mitch comes in. He brings in he brings in Burke. So now Burks is starting, and now we still look the same. Defense is still bad. We still look, losing games. He um, he took. He, they're freezing out uh, RJ now. RJ had a 32-point 30, game, 35-point game yesterday. In the first half, he only saw four shots. Four shots here, field goal attempts. That's it, right? Um, Kemba benched. Next, they're going to probably look to, 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 to move somebody else. You've made too many moves, pulled too many people up, watched those people regress. It's going to be hard to bring them all back in or one of them back in and say, my bad. Until you address what the real problem is, and that's that nobody plays well with Julius Randle, you're not really addressing the problem. That bench looked good. You started pulling people out from the bench and putting them in the starting lineup, and then they started looking terrible. Evan Fournier still hasn't gotten it. And you know what? He hasn't pulled Evan Fournier from that front starting lineup. All of the moves that, that Tibbs has done have been basically saying to everyone else, you're not meshing well with Randall. Right? And until Randall starts to change his game so that everybody else can do it, we're going to lose. This whole we, we're losing because we don't have Alfred Payton Bullock is, is bogus. Oh, bro, Kemba Walker's Kemba Walker going out the lineup had nothing to do with Julius Randall. Nothing whatsoever. Had everything to do with the de- defense. That, the that, defense that's... still looks awful, though. You just lost 21 points, or, or however many points 20... Randall, uh, Kemba gives you. You benched him, and now everybody... Bro, Kemba Walker was giving you 10 to 12 to, points. To get he, the chemistry going. He wasn't giving you 21 uh, points. He was giving you 10 to 12 he points. Gave you 20, well, he, he, okay, 10 to 12 points. But he, everybody you pulled out of the starting lineup... Has, re- has done better in the second unit, and, and everybody that you put in the starting lineup looks probably worse than they did when they were in That's the second unit. That's not true because Alec Burks was averaging nine points a game in the, sec- in the second unit. He's averaging he's, 18 he's points a game in the starting one. lineup. You still have not pulled Evan, and you still not told Randall not to freaking pound that ball like he does. Bro, that, that's 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 uh, to me. That's not the issue. Last night, Julius Randall did not pound the basketball, and he really didn't pound the basketball tonight. Sure, he did. Okay. The first half, that man had 14 points, zero assists, and he had he was basically because the guy pushing who that was, ball. Up. Who was hitting shots? Who was hitting shots? Tell me who was hitting shots. Do you let me? Okay, let me ask you this: When you watch Randall, when he, we talk about the zero assists, do you watch him when he pounds that ball, makes a spin move, and give the ball off to Can somebody with like two so, seconds? So why did you? Why is Julius? That? That's not every single play. Everybody always says that that is not every single play. That's bullshit. I'm it's sorry. It's a good portion of them. That it's is a good not portion of them. every yes, single play, bro. It is not every single play. It is not every single play. You know, people exacerbate everything about Julius Randle. He's not a perfect player by any means. But he's okay. the, the entire team but, is but, a problem. The entire team is a problem right now. Right? Everybody in the starting everybody in the starting unit, bro. Hold hold up. Everybody in the starting unit. Before that change, their numbers were way down. And it's mainly because they are not hitting shots. And Julius Randle has been finding people open, open, open. If you listen to the game preview, R.J. Barrett's been open all season long with not a defender within four feet in front of him and not hitting the shot. 
I mean, what else? Okay, do you but Andre, want? okay, but hold on. Randall is not. Randall is not doing a two two man game with, with with RJ Barrett. He's doing with the worst shooter out there, which is Evan Fournier. What do you mean he's doing it with the worst? Julius Randall. He's only, how many? If you, I, I, I want you to go. I want you to go, and look at how many assists or how many of RJ Barrett's open shots come from Julius Randall creating the double or triple team and getting it to R.J. Barrett across the court from the right side of the court okay. to the left or the left side of the court to the right. I'll go do that. I'll do that. And then I want you to go back and look at how Julius many of, of all the times that Julius Randle has the ball, how many times he sits on one side and plays a two-man game with Evan Fournier. I've never like that denied that. Be I've never denied that. Ever. I've never denied that. We've talked about that okay. all the time. Yes, that happens. It clearly happens. But that happens a lot trying. in the game, and that's a lot of the time where everybody else is stagnant on the other side of the floor. You can't Why look can't at where R.J. Barrett and say he's not scoring when the guy is sitting on the other side while these two play, play pity pat over there for some stupid congested shot. It just makes no hey, sense. Hey, I, I mean, they're trying to find a way to make it work the same way that Julius Randle and Reggie Bullock was making it work. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but really, you're putting it all it, it, on one guy okay. saying that, it, you know, nothing's going to change with the team until one guy – well, one guy, why take Julius Randle out of the lineup and tell me how to Reggie Bullock. Take, take Julius Randle out of this lineup and don't play him at all. Tell me how good this team is. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want Tim to talk to him and make him change the way he plays the game because he has new players in the starting lineup. He has to adjust. You I'm can't go say pulling this. out full entire, uh, entire starting lineups, uh, uh, putting uh, in backups, and then going, oh, well, some chemistry. Uh, They'll listen. eventually gel with him. I'll tell you right now, if I were, if I were Dame Lillard and they, they traded me to the Knicks, I would be pissed because it is not going to be my job to sit there and, re and revive Randall's freaking career, his, his all-star performance. Too much, man. I disagree with you, that. You wouldn't have to worry about those things with Julius Randle because Damian Lillard sure would be would. dominating the basketball, right? Uh, okay. You, you got to right. look at the hierarchy, right? Right now, Julius Randle is the hierarchy. He's at the top of the list for this particular basketball team, and that's a problem. He could blow but this up is the what whole we have, season this by himself. Is what we have right now. You know, this is honestly, what we have right now, I but I'm going to say this. You know, I, I keep hearing the same things and things and things, but nobody just wants to look at players who are not making freaking shots, wide-open shots. That Tim, is a Tim, problem, too. Tim, and it's not just RJ had 35 yes. points, and he only saw four. Yes, and, and guess what? And guess what? He had 35 points, and because he was hitting shots, they gave him the basketball. Today, they, they gave it to him in the second half. He only had four attempts in the first half. He shot 42% on the field. When guys are okay. hitting shots, I mean, they get the basketball. Okay. Guys are not – go Where back. Go look. Go see what, what What do you think R.J. Barrett is shooting for the season? He is not shooting well for the season. He's shooting terrible for the season up until this point. Neither is Randall. They're both down, but Randall's taking all them shots and holding the ball and deciding who's going to get the shots off. Bro, he's not. He took eight, go, go, go look and see what the primary player on every other team takes. Julius Randall took 18 shots today. He's averaging about 16 shots a game. That's Julius not a Randall lot. Randall sat out most of the third and the fourth, or at least the fourth. He didn't bro. have a chance to put up bro, more Julius shots. Julius Randall he played 31 minutes. He. R.J. Barrett played 34 minutes. Julius Randle played 31 minutes. The number one and number two amount of minutes on the team. Okay. 
I mean, if, if, I mean, if we don't, if we want to, if we want to sit there and say that we have to find a team that gels with Julius Randle, no, no, we no, can no, do no, no, that. no, that's not what it is. We have to find a team that gels. We have to find a team that gels. We have to find people that gels. Everything is not about Julius Randle. It's about which players work well together, and that's what Tom Thibodeau is trying to figure out. Okay, every single season, if you look at a guy like Evan Fournier, and he when he was in every other team that he had, he ain't never had problems like he did. Now Evan Fournier is playing like ass. I'm going to tell you that right now. I won't yes. disagree with that. Yeah, but he has never had a pro- he has never had a problem with any other player on his team, and now he looks like he has a problem with Randall. Do you know that? I mean, were you following Orlando? All right, uh, we can we can pretend that something. No, I'm just you asking you the question. Say, I'm just asking you the question because you know you I don't, go but out I'm, there. I'm just, I'm not he's never walk, had a problem you know, whistling past the graveyard and pretend that we don't see the the, the, the tension no, between. No, no we, we do, we do. But I'm just asking you because you say he's never had a problem on any other team. But do you know if he had a problem was, in Orlando, or do you know if he like had a problem? In now? No, we haven't seen it like this. Did you watch every single game? Do you know? That's all I'm asking. Uh-huh. That's well, I'm sure you would have heard it from Orlando fans if they saw this, because we're pissed off over here. I mean, go, ask, me go, ask, nobody, or, go ask Orlando if they know if Julius Randle and Evan Fournier are having a problem. Those fans. They probably don't, because they're paying attention to okay. Orlando. Like, I have no oh, idea okay. what's going on in Orlando, unless I see oh. something on TV where they broke out in a fight. I mean, that's no, all. I didn't, that's all that. I didn't see that. But, I mean, again, if, if we're going to uh, – so, look, I'm – I hope everything works well. I hope they find chemistry in that starting lineup. The way that Tibbs did it, there's no going back because what he's done is he's basically shifted everyone else to work around that, and there's no there's no way you can go back. Mitch is looking a little bit better in the second unit, and people were saying that he was ass. I mean, you know, Mitch is Mitch had what he had tonight. <laughs> what he had tonight. What Mitch have tonight. Uh, I don't know, but he was he was blocking shots. I tell you that much. He looks more comfortable in that second unit than he did in the first. Man, he had four points, and two it. rebounds, and two blocks. Okay, you're gonna look at today. You're not gonna look at yesterday. Okay. No, I'm talking about today. Okay. Yeah, yesterday he played great, but we're talking about tonight. Theoretically, every player should play better when they yeah. get moved to the second unit. So, Ron, 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 hey, hey, Ron, I appreciate. Hey, first of all, I know you know we, you know we got a little heated, but I appreciate the debate. <laughs> I appreciate I'm the debate. There's it, no ill it. will. I appreciate the debate. All right. I, I just want to let too. you know I, that. I love a good debate. Thank you for having right. me. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you for the call. Much love. I don't get it. Listen, and everyone's going to call me a Randall apologist or something like that. I'm not. I just don't believe everything is his fault. You know, every every time we turn around, people can say, well, if Randall does this, if Randall does that, if he does this, that, and the third. But then when I ask, well, if you take him out, what happens to the team? Well, they're going to be sorry. I mean, yeah, everybody on the team has to figure out how to play together. Right? Randall makes some boneheaded decisions. He's got to get the ball out of his hands faster. He's got to, you know, get the ball out of his hands when the double team is coming. He's got to stop taking a million dribbles before he takes a shot. Just make a decision. Get your shot up. All of those things are true about Julius Randle and the way that he plays. But every year we look and search Search really, really hard for the scapegoat on the reason why we're not a good team or not playing well every single year. And it kills me because there are so many players on this team not playing well. But it always comes down. Obviously, okay, I get it. Right now, he's the face of the team. Makes the most money. He's going to take a grunt of the responsibility. I get that. I just want us to have just... 
you know, a little sense of objectivity. Big shout out to Fred Wong, man. Thank you for the super chat. And let me get this on over here so we can get it up on the big screen. He said, everybody blamed it. And Fred Wong, you did me a favor, man. You covered up Kev's face. Did me a favor. Did me a favor for, for a couple seconds. Thank you for the super chat, though, Fred. Everybody blamed Kev. You can't even see if Cornerstone made an made a ugly face uh, when I said that. But everybody blamed Kemba, Kemba because of his defense. And here we are having the same problems without him. We have to all admit this team looked better with Kemba, and we had a better chance winning nightly. Um, could be the case. We will. We will see. Uh, we'll see how that whole thing plays out. What's up, Kev? What's up, Kev? What's happening? Spirited conversation no with my man Ron. Spirited conversation. I like conversations like that, though. Yeah, I like conversations spirited. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I yeah, say ahead. one thing about about the Kimball Walker? No, thing? because he just talked to me, so I have the floor right now. I'm just kidding, Josh. Go ahead, speak your mind. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Um, so it it would have been a little bit different if you don't take Kimball Walker out the rotation completely. He took Kimball Walker out the rotation completely. Kimball Walker's not, you know, in order for Tibbs to go back to it, if that's what he wants to do, if, if you know, if that's still on the table, how would it look if you say, okay, I'm not going to play you at all, right, to now, okay, I want you to be my starter again. Like, what does that tell? What does that message tell your team right there? You tell me what do you think it's, that message tells the team? That message tells yeah, me that, that it, it tell, that I don't, I don't know what's going on. I think you mentioned it a few games ago. Maybe Tibbs, like the, his his message, is falling on deaf ears. Or maybe, maybe his message is falling on deaf ears, like he's maybe, saying one thing and then doing another. Or maybe he's being a man, saying, "You know what? I was wrong. I yeah, want you, I, I want you to back I, off." I just don't understand why why someone can't admit a mistake and go back and try to. And, I mean, and, I made the mistakes it. all the it's, time. It's just the message that that comes across to the team. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not saying Tips can't do that. Obviously, he can. He can do that. But, but the message that it sends to your team, particularly your veterans, your veteran guys, you know what I'm saying? And I always say this: you lose your veterans, you lose the locker room. Yeah. Well, so well, they, they, they went. They went for a short-term fix. You know what I'm saying? That could potentially cause a long-term issue. That's what I'm saying. Well, here's I don't know if Kim, it does. I mean, Kim, but Kimba didn't make a Kimba didn't make um long make term as far as the entire it. season. But he didn't make a fuss. He didn't make a fuss out of it. He says right. I got it. Kimba, it's not. No. It's not just about Kimba though. It's about the entire team. The message it sends to but the, the entire team. But I'm sure that the, the, the entire team I, is saying, you know what, Tibbs is in charge. If he feels like he made a mistake, then you know we just move on. We just move on. In a perfect world. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that's what you have to do. Let me get to the caller here. Caller, you're live. Hey, fellas. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing, man? Uh, you know, I'm seeing the blood pressure. You hear how we doing, man? Yeah, the blood pressure is rising. And people are steaming. It's boiling. We can't scream at the actual players. You know what I'm saying? So we got to take it out on each other. <laughs> Yo, man. Just, just... I don't know what to say. Tony, what's up? Corner Kev. How uh, you doing? Uncle Julio, Josh. This is Ray from it's, it's Brooklyn. Corner, it's Corner, it's Corner, uh, Stone, not Corner Kev. Corner the, last time, um, the last time... The last time... I'm sorry. Cornerstone Kev. I'm 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 um, the last time that I was on here, I was obviously reading a couple of stats and whatnot. I've been listening to you guys and what you're saying. And I got I to gotta be honest, man. I have no idea where to go, what to do. Now, I just want to be clear. This is not all Julius Randle's fault. 
and let me also be clear, I am not a Julius Randall apologist. I was very high in wanting to move him last year, but we're not going to get into that. I just want to throw out a theory and hear what you guys have to say about it. All right. I think there is a philosophical, fundamental um, uh, disagreement between the top of the organization all the way down. Because the product that I'm seeing on the court is a reflection of the coach. It's a reflection of the GM. It is a reflection of members within the office and how they want to move and what they want to do. And it seems like there's a lot of philosophies that are going on um, in terms of the, uh, the direction of this team and what we want to do and how we want to do it. And it's just creating a lot of confusion and there's no identity. There's no, there's no leader to, you know, there's no Pat Riley to come out and lay the foundation for this organization, right? We know what Pat Riley's about historically. We know what he wants to do. And the newness of this front organization is starting to show their novice sort of tendencies with wanting to sign Kemba as a PR move and not really a basketball schematic fit, which then looks bad on Tiz because I'm not so sure Tiz would have been the first person out the gate like, oh, I want that player, which then doesn't translate on the court. And you've gotten that. You've now tied the hands of Tiz, which makes him look bad. You put these players next to Randall who don't fit. It doesn't – it's just a complete you-know-what. It is a complete that you-know-what crazy <laughs> show that is just going on. And it's frustrating to the fan base who is ready to turn on the organization. And then you got to look at the organization who's looking at the fans who's like, well, hey, these are our season ticket holders, so we got to appease them and all this different stuff. It's just utter madness, and I just don't know where to go or what to do. So I need the therapy. I need you guys to kind of help me out because <laughs> I see the blood pressure is going through, and we're about to explode, and I'm worried about the panel. I'm worried about everybody's mental health and emotional well-being, and I'm all about mental health and emotional well-being. But I just want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go, go ahead, Josh. And, and I got another super chat I'm going to get to after this. Uh, 1975 yeah. Jam Rock. I, I'll get to it after we, we finish this conversation. I, I totally okay. agree. I think that the, there is a little bit of a disconnect between the front office and the coaching staff. Right. I think that disconnect is okay. obvious, completely obvious. But what I will say is that, you know, let's say, you know, hypothetically, you know, Tibbs didn't want Kim, Kimba to come here. Right. You know, Tibbs has to has to do what he can to keep his job, first of all. Right. And I understand that he wants to win. But if, if you know, if he would have kept that starting lineup intact, just the way the front office wanted it or whatever the case may be, the contracts were flexible enough that you can be able to move them and potentially bring in players that they would want. Like some somewhere along the line, like, you know, he, it was panic. It was a panic move, just like what Sim was saying. And now he's continuing to panic by making these lineup changes. And I think that's the message that it sends down to the team. Right. By keep by, you know, changing that lineup. That's exactly what you did. The next aren't going to win a championship this year. They're probably going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to win a championship. So there's no reason to, you know, to try to, to be better than, you know, or, or, or that expectation, just because that expectation that we have before the season is not going to happen. There's no reason why you need to try to force that issue. The Knicks weren't absolutely atrocious with the Kimball Walker lineup. They were improving. 
They were come somewhere in the middle of the pack offensively and defensively. Mm. They weren't terrible. So I just think that it wasn't a good idea to go ahead and make that move. Um, you know, and you know, like you said, Cola, I totally agree that something's not clicking between the front office and the coaching staff. Something's just not clicking there. Tim, um, let me just ask you one question. I got to yeah. get a pop here. All right. Um, so you can continue going on. Um, do you believe, and this is for the, the entire panel for you guys to talk about, any trade that you are, I mean, uh, how should I say this? The front office has two uh, decisions to make within the next couple of days, months, or whatever. One, you are either selling your star who has the salary to match to upgrade a star, or you are selling the farm and the youth whose salaries don't even come close to matching a star, which means multiple picks, multiple assets, all this different stuff, sending out tax, and you are completely closing the door on developing your rookies in order to get a star in here to pair with Randall. Do you believe that Julius Randall, under his contract through 2026, which he'll be making $30 million by then, discount on all, do you believe you are winning with this guy and this team as constructed right now. And if you're not, would you go ahead and just move Julius Randle come February the 3rd, 2022? I mean, I'd move Julius Randle if I'm getting a better player. Because I, I, don't, okay. I don't look at Julius Randle and say he's going to be uh, the Kawhi Leonard that wins me the championship. I've never looked at Julius Randle that way. I believe that Julius Randle can be a good second or third piece. Uh, but, you know, building, everyone always says you got to build with your best player first. I don't agree with that. I believe that you can put different pieces in place and then, you know, you bring in guys and, you know, you can go get you, you know, hopefully you can find a way to get a guy that's better than Julius Randle. And if you need a guy that's better than that guy or even with that guy, you can go get that guy. And I, I believe that you get a guy that is better than Julius Randle, Julius Randle will fall in place, will fall in place. There has to be some get a point guard. Not, 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 get not a point guard like Ben. Get a point guard like Ben Simmons because the salaries do match. If you move him and Evan Fournier, right? maybe one first pick, and he'll unlock the entire team. Move IQ, move OB, and watch them unlock. Watch Ben Simmons unlock the young core of OB, RJ, and IQ. All right, I'm out of here. Okay. All right, appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate but, but, you. But, but Sam, along with what you, you said, the, the guy has to be substantially better yes. than yes. Julius Randle. Yes. Not a lateral move. Like, a lot of people were talking about trade Sabonis for Randle, and this team oh. is going to go further. No. no. No, Sabonis is a really good player. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not taking anything away from him. I understand, you know, he plays a little bit of better, better brand of basketball, but there's things that Julius Randle can do that Sabonis can't do, and it doesn't make the team better as far as their ceiling by putting Sabonis there instead of Randle. Now, if you talk about trading Randle for maybe a Dame or something like that, that's a little bit different story because Dame is substantially better than Julius Randle, like way better. And I think that's a little bit. You know, I, I think both ways. If you're gonna if you're gonna move him, you want to bring in someone who's better, and if, or, or if you're gonna bring in a player, you know, a, a star status player, you want to bring in someone who's substantially better than him. Who he's gonna say, okay, I've got to, I, I'm gonna defer to this guy. Because if I'm Julius Randle, I'm looking at my team and saying, I'm not, you know, when I want the ball, I want the ball. Who am I deferring to? Right. Who's yeah. better? Right? Uh, and 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 maybe, you know, a lot of people will say to me, well, that's the problem, Sim. He's, you know, you know, we don't trust his decision-making and his time to choose to this, that. I get all of that. I understand that. I do. I really do get that. Uh, but I, you know, 
I think he's a, a piece to build and and you try to use him and RJ and, and the guys on his team to get better. But eventually, I think you know that you've got to bring in someone who's better than him. Substantially better. Because I don't think he's taking better. you to yeah. the championship. Right, exactly. Right? I don't. I think, you, you know, you've got to bring in someone who's better than him uh, where he can start to say, okay, now I'm down here in the pecking order, right, and understand his role and where it fits. You know, uh, you know, I think that's part of how you build, too. You know, um, it's not always easy, though. It's not always easy. Much easier said than done, obviously. Uh, let me get to these super chats first. 1975 Jam Rock. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He said, I still think it's a coaching, a coaching issue offensively. And he goes on to follow that up with Tibbs. Don't know how to use Evan and Julius Randle effectively. Um, you know what? Listen, I, I I like Tom Thibodeau and I like his brand of basketball. And you know, as far as you know, how to um, you know emphasizing defense, making sure your guys are in shape, the hustle, all of that stuff. I do agree, though, that I don't think he understands the best way to use Evan Fournier. You know what I mean? Because we don't see backdoor cuts, scissor cuts, you know, off the ball screens. We don't see a lot of that stuff. And that does fall to me on Tom Thibodeau. And I'm not sure he does know how to use Evan Fournier and get the best out of Evan Fournier. Uh, I've got to agree with that statement 100%. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Spree, what's popping with you, brother? Hey, Spree. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hope you're doing well. Cornerstone. How you feeling, bro? bro? Good to talk to you. We, I mean, listen, uh, we're getting it off our chest. That's, what's, that will, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We're getting, it, we're getting the stress off of our chest. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a little comedy at first. Uh, did you have a problem with Obi trying that dunk in a real game? Nope. Um, Down seven. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't. No, I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. No, I don't either because I, I knew he would convert it, but like, that, because that was insane. But like, a part of me is like, man, we're down seven points. He misses that. But no, nah, that was incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, man, you know, I, that, that, that's I, part I, of I, what we like about having the youth. You know, they can bring that kind of excitement. Yeah. And of course, there's always, you know, when you have the youth, the, 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 you know, you have that piece of you where you know sometimes they're going to make bad decisions, but their bad decisions can turn to good decisions and, and give you a lot of excitement. Like, that's what you really love about the youth, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I was just like, in the moment, I was like, wow. Like, I, I didn't I didn't expect him to do that down seven, but that, that was incredible. But, um, yeah, we only run three plays on offense. <laughs> Two-man game. <laughs> right. We only run three plays. The two-man game with Evan and Randall, the RJ double pick and roll at the top of the key to get downhill, and a rando ISIL where everyone clears out. Other than those three play calls, what else do we run? You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, we're just so predictable, man. I mean, it's now, just, and I, and I know I'm more frustrated with the defense, obviously, Sam, because we can score. Like, but I'm just saying, we're so predictable on offense. Yeah. It's, it's it's ridiculous. 
you know, we were trying to do some things with uh, Kemba Walker where we had two, you know, two screeners come up to the top of the key. He come off one screen, you know, one guy roll, one guy pop. Um, then you got um, two other guys in the corners. You know, we were trying to do some of those things with Kemba. Obviously, without Kemba in the lineup, you know, you're not seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – look, I'm not pulling – this is not a, a Bass Julius night for me. I thought I – mean, I didn't love it. Uh, it wasn't how, how I wanted him. I mean, last night, the way he played was beautiful. I mean, he scored. But I didn't. that last basket at the end of the first quarter is a good example of him not going quick enough. The one he didn't get off him before right. the buzzer. Right, right, right. He's got to go quicker. Like, it's just they, like we talked – Steph hit it, the nail on the head after I got off. It's not that he's an unselfish player. I mean that he's a selfish player. He's just got to go quick. We talk about it all the time, and you're not going to get your shot off if you go slow. But um, what other thing, Sim? I thought RJ was mad with Mitch. Did you see that? I did. I didn't see that. No. I didn't see oh, that. Man. When when was this? <laughs> so I thought RJ. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was Mitch. He was mad. He used to give him a sideways. He was he was he had his hands up. I think it was like in the second quarter where Mitch was late on a rotation, or he he was not happy. I have to go back and watch the film. I thought there was like a little 30 second cut where they were talking afterwards, but. I, there was some something was not right with, with a coverage. Mitch was late. RJ thought it was going to be there. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm making something up, and maybe it was just in my head. But I thought RJ was frustrated on the play, and I'm RJ didn't have a good game. I'm not trying to put uh, get the, break the team up. I'm just saying I thought there was a moment there where they, they got into it a little bit. And also, hurt. Did you hear Taj? I heard Taj on TV say. And, and I, I really believe I heard this. You can't just play hard until five minutes left in the game. He was like, I heard that on TV. Did anybody else hear that? Hmm. I'm gonna have to go check that out. I'm gonna have to check that out. You know, I was watching the game, having a conversation with my daughter at the same time. So, you know, okay. I, I may not have totally, I may not, may not have heard that. But uh, my man Eric in, in the chat, he says, <laughs> he says, Spree catches everything but the games, but you catch a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you know what's crazy? You know what's you know what's funny? Like a lot of broadcasts, you can't hear what's on the floor from the TV. But for some reason, with the MSG, I, I mean, you can definitely hear Tibbs when he cusses. But you can mm-hmm. actually hear the players because uh, it's weird. I try to listen to that to pick up some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you're not. I try, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure. Ch- I'm trying to find out what they say to each other. Right. Ch- but, trying uh, to. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah, no doubt. Sim, I, if you do watch the game again, let me know if you hear Taj say something where he, he's at the free throw line and he's saying, we're not playing hard enough. Don't wait until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure I heard that, and I'm pretty sure RJ and Mitch got into it. But, I, look, I, it's just it was a back-to-back. It, it, it was terrible. I don't really have anything more to say other than we are what we are. Um, yesterday was yesterday. Today is today. Like Mike Tomlin said, tomorrow is another day. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, Spree, I'm, I'm gonna go back and check out check out the game, and I'm gonna listen for these things. I'm, All right, I'm, man. I'm gonna try I appreciate to you. Things, we'll we'll talk things. to you, man. Yeah, definitely. And and right. uh, you know, we'll do a shoot around tomorrow. We'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow on a shoot around. All right. Yeah, no appreciate you, Spree. Ah, ah, I'm telling you, man. Somebody says Spree is our detective. Simmons Singh says Spree is our detective. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 need to make sure Spree is getting us uh you know, all the inside, all the inside stuff. Now, shout out to 1975 Jam Rock again. He said, 
you know, we need more pin downs, flares, screen, you know, screen to screen or action, etc. I agree. I agree. I mean, um, we do. We do. Let me get to Tom Thibodeau. This is Tom Thibodeau's post-game presser. Hear what he's got to say. Hear what he's got to say. Which outside kind of, of the pale, game, Tom. You played late, but once you cleared your bench, there the entire team in the minus category. You know, what was your biggest concern tonight? Well, just having the necessary energy at the start of the game. You know, we knew we'd have to withstand. You know, the push, transition, keeping the ball out of the paint. So that was probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, just you know our defense. Defensively, you know, you talk a lot about not giving teams confidence, but you gave up 70 points there in that first half. Do you feel like points. Indiana was getting everything they wanted? Well, they're a good team. You know, the, the, uh, I thought we scored, but we didn't, we didn't guard. So, um, you know, it just takes one guy, you know, and uh, we knew it would be a challenge uh, because of, you know, where we were in our schedule. Um, but we got to meet that challenge. We have, you know, we have to find a way to get it done. How are you continuing to talk the guys through the inconsistency? Yeah, they, games keep coming, you know. So, uh, you know, we've been a very good road team all year, and so uh, this is a challenge. And now we we, we go to Toronto next, and uh, sometimes the schedule's in your favor, sometimes it's not. And when it's not, you, you still got to play, and you got to find a way to get it done. Around the San Antonio game, two one-sided losses here. Is there something common that you see here, like that they're not making a run? Well, you know, you just look at it game to game. You know, like I said, you you, you tend to like how are you trending? What do you need to work on? You know, as I mentioned, you, know, you go back to the Atlanta game, played real well in that game, played well in the Brooklyn game, played well enough to win in the Chicago game. Uh, we got to find a way to close those out. And then didn't play well in the Denver game, played well in San Antonio. Uh, and then it's a back-to-back. -back. So, you, you know, you got to have the resiliency and the mental toughness to get through adversity. Uh, and so that's what we have to continue to work on. So... Well, you, every, again, the same thing. It's a, it's not any one particular guy. It's it's a group together. Everyone has to bring energy. Everyone has to, you know, you can't like shortcut anything. Um, and uh, your offense is timing and spacing. Your your defense is your commitment to each other. And same thing. So uh, we're all in it together. It's you know you just have to have the toughness to get things done. And uh, you're not going to feel your best every night in this league. That's part of it. And so that's why your conditioning is so important. Tom, oh yeah, obviously that dunk. Uh, <laughs> throwing within five. 
but then they scored the next eight after that. Are you are you okay with that guy going through his legs there as long as he makes it, or, or do you? Yeah, uh, just you know, he's always a great athlete. You know, he's going to make you know some incredible plays. That's who he is. Offensively, I'm more concerned about the all-around game and how our team is doing. So, um, you know, you see, you know, we have a number of players that, that can make plays that are that are special. So, as long as it's within the context of the team framework, I'm good. Yeah, just you know, and, and again, I, I say it's not any one particular guy; it's the entire group. You know, I, we can go down the list. You know, start with you know just our defensive transition, get back, get set. You know, and sometimes they, you know if you give in to whatever uh, is ailing you or whatever it might be, what you know in this league, you know you can find an excuse every night if you want to. You know, early start time, late start time, travel back to back, whatever it might be. You know, you. You, some games start at noon. Some games start at 8:30. You know, there's all different start times. There's back-to-backs. The schedule. You know, at the end of the day, we all play 82. You know, so sometimes it's going in your favor. Sometimes it's not. Were you surprised that Tom Collins couldn't play? Did that throw a wrench in whatever you might be playing? Yeah, just you know, you, you trust the players, trust the medical staff. When they tell you someone can't go, they can't go. That's the next guy get in there, get the job done. So, you know, we know Tosh is always ready. Uh, I'm pleased with the way Jericho's working. Uh, you know, Mitch got out there, gave us what he had. You had said before the game that you'd see how Mitch responded to the game. Was he not at full strength? Yeah, no, he said he, you know, like he's feeling good. He's just still, you know, working through things. So, um, I like the, you know, he responded, he got going, he had, you know, some fouls in that first half. Um, but we didn't play well. Yeah, thanks. Anything in there? Tony, I'll start with you, man, as Tom Thibodeau leaves the podium. Anything in there that, that you heard that you want to comment about? Tips? Um, I mean, he, he's not taking any excuses, I'll tell you that. I mean, he don't he don't want to hear nothing about back to backs. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tibbs seems the same in in wins and and losses. He, he you know he doesn't seem to single people out really, or often he tries to say something positive most of the time. Um, yeah, nothing stood out to me personally. Okay. Oh. Uh Josh? Yeah, same. I mean, Thibodeau is just, you know, you know, after a loss like that, you know, obviously the questions are going to be there. You know, Tibbs, I think he handled it well. Um, you know, next next game. Just got to keep looking to the next game and can, can, can continue to get better. No reason to uh, <clears throat> no reason to just, you know, harp over, you know, on, on the bat. You know, obviously everyone watched the game. Uh, you know, just keep keep on pushing. And that, I think that's the correct message to send to the team right now. The best message. Okay. okay. Keep, on, keep on pushing. All right. Uh, Cornerstone, I don't know if you sleep over there. We're going to listen to Evan Fournier, and then I'll come back. Yeah, I think he was sleeping. And then, and then I'll come back and whoa, ask whoa, whoa, whoa. you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just playing with you, man. I was just playing with you. I was just playing with you. I was playing with you. No, I, I agree with um, Josh and um, and, and Tone. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really hear anything um, 
major. I thought that I was going to get a little snippet snippet of uh, him getting on Obi for the dunk he did, but he really didn't. And um, it was interesting about Evan. He didn't want to throw Evan under the bus. He said it was, you know, it wasn't just him. It was a total, you know, team. Uh, team effort that wasn't on um, defense, so that that was interesting. I mean, so, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. He it's amazing. He gets on RJ for his shooting. Well, he said then, he wasn't you know, getting on RJ for his shooting. He said what he was saying is that he's seen RJ do it before, you know, mm-hmm. and and he was sick. So you know, okay, you're sick. Once you get healthy, let's get back in the gym. Blase, blase, blah. Right. That's right. what he was. That you know, that's what he said he was saying about RJ. Okay. You know, but um, hey, let's let's hey, we got we got Evan Fournier up here. We don't, the Knicks do, and, and make sure you go and subscribe to the New York Knicks YouTube page so you can catch all these interviews and more. You know, they do shoot around interviews and all kinds of stuff. But this is Evan Fournier, ladies and gentlemen. See what he's got to say. He's 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 the guy. He's the guy that people are pointing to for tonight's game. Nick players wanted him to outplay Chris Duarte and he got thoroughly outplayed. All right, so let's take a listen to Evan Fournier. Um, well, they got into a rhythm by getting easy buckets in transition, um, by uh, getting offensive rebounds. And, you know, when you get going early, uh, you feel good about yourself and then you start making shots. And yeah, they have they have some weapons, you know. Um, they have guys that can score. Um, they have teeth that can stretch the floor as well. So, um, and to be honest, they just uh, outplay us physically. They were more uh, physical and and more into the game, you know. And when you say that that they outplayed you guys, they were more physical tonight. What do you attribute you guys not being able to match that level to? Um, a good question um it starts in, you know individually how how do you prepare from the game um uh you know it was a special special settings uh back to back you know we got in very late uh so it, it, it kind of will throw you off your routine but you know we all been there so how how do you prepare for a game like that because we knew coming in that it was going to be physical because we played them uh, three times already with the preseason and uh, you have to get yourself ready for that type of game, regardless of the circumstances. And uh, we did not do that. For you, you know, with this team, the, the thing has sort of been the inconsistency. Where you guys have such a solid win in San Antonio last night, and then you come out and you're not doing the same things that you were able to do last night. Mm-hmm. How are you kind of working through this inconsistency, and how can you kind of break through that to get to a place where you guys are playing the way that you want to more continue talking about personally or yeah personally just kind of what you're going through with it well to be honest i thought i was uh i mean i'm not saying your game specifically okay. i'm saying as a team as a team um yeah that's that, that's the challenge for us to find consistency um uh, it's, it's you know it's a good question because um because we're all aware of it uh, we all know what we have to do, and yet uh, we keep being inconsistent. So, um, I don't know. I wish I had the answer. Uh, like I said, you know, it starts individually. How do you approach the game, and how do you get yourself ready to play? 
you know, this nice where you're going to be shots. You know, it's, it's, it's just basketball, but uh, from a focus standpoint and, and execution, I think that's the biggest area where we have to get better, uh, the execution. Because, uh, you know, you can, you can run a simple play, but uh, talking about offense, you can run a simple play, but, you know, if you have good timing, if you have good screens, if you have uh, good spacing, you know, it, it changes everything compared to when you're, you know, being a little casual, uh, not executing with full speed, and you just wait for the the last five seconds of the possessions to, you know, attack. So, uh, and, you know, it, 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 it's exactly the same way defensively. You know, when, when you get into the ball, you're more physical, you kind of, Drive your guy out of the paint. You know it, it makes a sort of you know it, it makes a huge difference. So, no way. I thought uh, I was doing better to be honest uh, before those two games. Um, I had a I'm not gonna tell you the name of the restaurant, but I had a, a terrible steak in San Antonio. I've been fighting steak, oh. and uh, I've been fighting uh, fighting out fighting, but. Had like no. uh, food poisoning stuff. So. No. What are you talking about, bro? Uh, have to get right tomorrow. Yeah. Have a day off tomorrow uh, to feel better. Uh, I thought I was playing better, uh, to be honest. Uh, just have to, uh, yeah, feel better physically. Uh, it's a shame because you know the steak was actually very good. The next day, yeah, messed me up. Yeah. No. So that's why Chris Duarte they put it to oh, oh. Big time. Big... <laughs> Not really. Okay, so yeah. that's hard too. Yeah. Your energy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, like I said, it, it um we knew the circumstances of the game it, and and you know, even though, you know, uh we we, we got in a three last night, uh we played last night and you know, uh we could have done better for sure. What about the defense? Um, both the team defense, them score 122 points, and your defense division was 122. How do you assess those? Okay. Our defense com compared to theirs? Team defense and your. I don't think anybody plays good defense tonight, so I think we're all in the same uh, in the same bag. Uh, just not. The execution was just not good enough. You know, the game plan was pretty simple. Uh, we know they have guys that love to reject pick and roll. We kept kept let that happening. Uh, we know we were going. You know, they was going to push the ball early because the because of how they play and uh, and we did not run back in transition. You know, the first five minutes and rebound. You know, they have physical guys. Sabonis is extremely physical. Um, they did. They're playing big with Turner and uh, Sabonis together, so um, yeah, just overall not good. Another way to say it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <What> up, man. <laughs> hey, spread the chocolate. You get a get a big WTF. <laughs> This man said he had a bad thing in, in San Francisco. It worked, it worked for our game. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh. I don't even know what to say there. Tony, I don't know. Tony, voice of reason here, man. I, you the voice of reason. I don't even know what to say. 
I, I don't. I mean, don't shake it. Scratching his head. It's like not even. It's back. not even. I don't know, man. I, 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 I was pretty high on Fournier too, and I'm really starting oh. not to like him. Like, oh man. And, oh and, god. Oh god. Oh, where's the Tylenol? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> Oh, I'm I mean, like Pibs right now. Like I'm, I'm just ra- waiting for the next one, man. Yeah, I hope we get oh. a, a better effort. Why would you even oh. say that? In, in, you, Yo, man, you know it's. Why would you even say that? And, and if you're gonna say it, you know what? Name the restaurant. Name the restaurant. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. Was, I don't know, man. Josh, any, know. any thoughts on that, man? Well, first of all, I just want to say I've been to San Antonio. They got some really good food. I don't know about steak, but they got some really good food. Um, no, I mean it gets. I mean, it, you know, it gets um, not not a good look for the organization. This is the guy that you you went out and you spent the money on and to go get in the off season, and it's just um, it's just not not really working right now. You know, um, some games he has it, some games he's able to knock down shots. Um, but I want to say out of the twenty three or how many twenty five games we played this season. Um, majority of those games haven't you know haven't been good, and you need more from the guy that was paying you know eighteen to twenty million dollars to a season. So, um, like I said, I mean, but I, I don't I don't think it's completely catastrophic because again, his contract is flexible. You can be able to move a guy like that, right? So it's not completely catastrophic. I'm, I I do blame the front office for bringing him in and making him like the the main guy you want to sign in the offseason. But you know, it, it's not all you know. This team is not all said and done, so you can be able to move him. So I'm looking at it from that standpoint. We got we got to be able to get him out of here and get somebody else in. There. He just, I mean, listen, he started off, he started off his, his time in New York really good, endearing himself to the fans. This right here, I think he just lost everybody. I don't he know what you, hey, hey, man, I don't know what's worse. When Enos Cannon said, when I think of the playoffs, my nipples get hard. <laughs> or this right here. I don't know what's worse, man. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what's worse. I don't know, man. Oh man, he didn't do uh, yo. Evan didn't. didn't do any favors because you know that's gonna be replayed and replayed and replayed, and it's gonna hit Twitter, man, and Instagram. Everybody's going. I haven't looked. It probably uh, it's probably over. They're gonna there. be clowning that. Yeah, I, I want to see what Macri has to say about it, man. I know oh Macri gonna lose the stake, man. In the restaurant. <laughs> that's crazy. Man. That's crazy. Let, me, let me get you a call here. Call you live. Tell me your name and where you're from. Please. Oh, man. Hey, how you doing? It's um, Zaheem. I called the other night. That yeah, was going on, Zaheem. How you feeling, man? Uh, what the? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we got kind of lost the words with that one. So, is he blaming the stake? That's why he can't play defense? Like, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Listen, man, listen. Like I said the other night, it's so much dysfunction in this team. Um, I agree with the guy uh, in the Super Chat about the offense. We only, and what you guys said, we only run three offensive plays. I, I feel like we don't have nothing. Like, he, Tibbs don't have no answers right now. I feel like the team don't have no answers. Like, we're just stuck right now. Like, I don't know. I feel like we need a trade. We need a coach. Like, I feel like he don't know how to use the team correctly. That's just me. Also, like, I think Tibbs is stuck in the old generation. Like, I know he likes to play hard defense, but we're not doing none of that right now. I don't know. What is he not seeing? Like, why is he not playing Quentin Grimes over 
one game. Like, I don't understand. Or somebody. I even see Kevin Knox right now. That's how bad it's getting with me. Like, I'm just tired of seeing Evan Fournier. Then I feel like he really messed up by taking Kemba out because nothing changed. We still look bad. We still look bad. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's just sad to see. Like, also, I agree with y'all, which I said about, um, like, ownership and tips. There's a lot going on with this team. There's just a lot. There's just a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot happening with this team right now. Uh, a lot going on. A lot going on. Uh, 19, you, you spoke about you spoke about uh, 1975 Jam Rock and, and what he was saying about <clears throat> excuse me about the offense. He also said, you know, what did Tibbs learn? Thank you for the super chat, by the way. He said, what did Tibbs learn from Kerr that one year watching? Um, I don't think he learned anything. <laughs> you know, the, the only thing I'll say to that is, you know learning something and implementing it is two different things. Like some people just have a mind for certain things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so like, like, yeah, like Kirk can have a, a set that works for him all the time. And Tom Thibodeau steals that set, but he doesn't understand how to actually apply it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Kerr that, like that, just that. has that mind or something like that, uh, which is the reason why people keep saying, you know, he needs a, an offensive coordinator out there. And I, I agree. You know, somebody that can that really Sorry, I create. Said that I said he should have called Terry Scott. I feel like he should have yeah, called Yeah, yeah, that's Terry what you Scott. said. Exactly. Right. He needs somebody out there that can. And, and that person doesn't even have to call the place from the bench. But, you know, in practice and training camp, when they had training camp and all of that, that person's putting in the offense. It, it's not uncommon to see an assistant drawing up the plays in the timeout. Of you course. Know? I see it all the time. You know what I mean? Also, like, I just, like, I feel like Tibbs, he's just so arrogant. Like, if it ain't that one way, he don't know how to do it. Like, he just don't know how to make adjustments. Like, I don't get it. Like, like, and then the, the center's position, like, it's like, what are we going to do? It's like, oh, my gosh, Mitch I don't not know. playing, he's hurt, Noel hurt, then we got to go with Todd. I feel like just let the young kid Sims play. Like, 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 I don't know what he learned from the whole game. Like, we played the young kids, they played well. Then, I don't know, he goes back next game, he, he wants to ride with the, the vets, and they tie it. I just don't understand him. Like, I know he's, his rotation is usually, what, eight or nine, but I feel like we have a good bench enough that you can extend it more. Like, let the young boys play. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I feel know, like man. he messed up with the Kimber thing. I don't know, because, like, can you even bring him back from doing that? Like, after you do that, like, what do you do? Like, I, I'm going to ask y'all something. What would y'all do? What would y'all do to help this team? Like, that's what I want to know. What would y'all do? What would y'all do? I mean, for me, you know, I, I – I... I'd make some moves, you know, when we're ready, when we are available to make some moves, uh, I'd start making some moves. I'm pretty sure Leon Rose and those guys have been talking to other teams about players. You know, they're probably talking to Tom and say, what do you need? And hopefully they're looking to try to go out and get some of those players. It, it's got to be making moves, in my opinion. It got to be. All right, last thing. Yeah. Sorry. I know it might. I know it probably won't happen. We always wish things would happen. Like, I don't know what I want to see. Like, I know we really need a point guard so bad, but Alex Burke can't be a point guard. I feel like well, what you can do is take Fournier out, put Burke in, and start. I don't know. I guess quickly or somebody. But I want to see. Like, can we get a guard? Like, I wish we could get Shea Alexander, somebody. Like, even Darren Fox. I don't care if we get Dame or not. Like, we need a point guard so bad. Like, we just need something. We need a spark. That's why I want to see Quentin Grimes play. But every time he comes in. He does something good. He scores a three or something. Then he takes it out. I don't understand tips. Like, he puts him in the third quarter with, like, eight seconds left. And then next next half, we don't see him again. 
I just, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I think it all boils down to trust. Not that, not that Grimes hasn't, you know, has done anything. I think it all boils down to, you know, I know what these guys can do when we play them. You know, you just not trust. You know, Tibbs, like like you said, Tibbs is old school. I think it, com- it comes yeah. down to trust, and then it comes down to, you know, did you earn your respect? I, I really think it comes down to some things like that. I just feel like he's killing the team. Like, I think they, I, like y'all said, I think they, like, they don't even hate him right now. Like, it's so bad right now. Like, no one's listening to him. Like, and we don't have any plays. We don't have any defense. It's like, we don't have anything right now. Only thing that was good today was the OB dunk. That was the only thing that was great today. I was just kidding. Yeah. Everything else was hard. <sighs> I don't know. Um, well, what Fournier said was hard. at least funny. What Fournier said was at least funny. So, so you know, yes, yeah, I need it. Yeah, we need that. that. that was hilarious. We need that. Oh, yeah, yo, I think he's gonna get Twitter, Instagram tomorrow. He's gonna be on it. He's gonna be. He probably be on, be on TNT for checking the food. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh my well, god. I can't think. Can I? I work by the garden, and it's like when I walk past, it, I'm like, yo, what are we gonna do? It's like, what are we gonna do? And then to see fans, it's like, yo, what can we do? I'm like, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't yeah. Go. What do we do? Know, what man. do we do? I even like I want to see Deuce play. Like it's so bad. Like play the young kids. Like I'm getting I'm getting tired of it. Just play the young boys. Just play the young boys. We'll see. Hey, my Until man. We I appreciate your time, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate it, man. Out. Make sure. Oh, 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 oh! I cut him off. My bad. Didn't mean to cut you off. <sighs> you, you meant to cut him off. That's what you meant to do. You meant to cut him off. <laughs> nah, I didn't mean to cut him off. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah, my chest hurts, man. My chest hurts, literally. That's hilarious. <laughs> my chest hurts. I don't know. Tim, you want to you do that super chat? I, I want to say something about this whole Randall and his contract situation if you want to read the super chat first. All right. Know. All right let, let, let's get with it. Let's get with it. 1975 Jam Rock, thank you again for the super chat. He said, next game, give Grimes and Deuce a small little burn and tell them both pick up 94 feet. Uh, bring, in, bring them on with the bench. Uh, just a minute and thirty second run at times. Energy, you know. I, and listen, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I really do agree with that. It doesn't have to always be that they're in there for eight minutes, five minutes, six minutes. You know what I'm saying? Grimes played eight point one seconds last night was in San Antonio. You know what I mean? I mean, I had to let him get. You know, put him in there for a minute, two minutes, see what happens. You're not feeling comfortable? Okay, I could pull you out. I mean, a game can change in a two-minute span, but he plays defense. So it's not going to hurt you that much, in my opinion. You know, But I, I'm going to say this, though. If things keep going like this with Fournier, Grimes could be in there. Grimes could be in there. I mean, Ted strikes me as the type of person that's like, I'm going to let you hang yourself. I'm going to give you enough rope to hang yourself. And then finally, you've hung yourself. I got to do something. I got to clean up the mess. You know, and then he'll do what he wants to do. You know, so we'll see. But Josh, go ahead. You wanted to comment. Yeah. yeah. So there was a, a lot of talk in the chat about Julius Randle um, and his contract situation. And, and they were like, well, why, why did the Knicks make a decision to pay him and sign him to an extension after what he did in the playoffs last year? My thing is the Knicks, to me, I felt like they had to bring him back, particularly if you're going to get him at a discount. Right now, Julius Randle is making, what, $20 million this year, and then next season is when his extension starts to kick in. So it's, at, you know, 23, then 25 or whatever. That is a discount for Julius Randle, right? He's not a max. The Knicks don't have any max contracts on this team. 
So the notion that the Knicks are, are done and then that they chose Randall to be the guy, is just not true. Not true at all. The reason why they signed him to that particular contract is so that down the line, down the line maybe this offseason or the following offseason, they can go out and bring someone in, a number one option, right? Because Randall's not a number one option on the championship team. I think everyone can agree on that, right? But they have that ability to go out and sign that player, right? Or trade for that player because Randall makes, you know, a little bit less. He took a little bit less to come here. Right. So I just think people have this wrong, uh, this inclination that's completely wrong, that the Knicks are, are using Julius Randle as the number one guy and they're building around Julius Randle, making him the focal point to attempt to win a championship with him as the number one guy. I don't think that's the case at all. Because the Knicks don't have any max contracts on this team, I think that, that that still means this team is rebuilding. And that's the reason why I'm not panicking, even though the team is not playing up to its potential right now or what we thought. Like, you know, there's room for this team to improve, if not during the season and what the, what the Knicks currently have via trade and uh, via via transaction. So that, that's the difference between that. And if everyone thinks Julius Randle is making way too much money, I think you're completely wrong. I think in this new salary cap, $112 million, uh, million of salary cap, $24 million is not a lot of money, right? There's a lot of third options in the NBA right now that make 30, right? And I feel like Julius Randle any offseason could have got 30 easily. No question about that from what from based on his production. So he's only making 24 right now. In the final year, I think he makes 30. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, he'll be a little bit better by that point. But there's no question the Knicks have Julius Randle on discount right now and that they can continue to get better um, if the front office makes some, makes some more moves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate uh, Tony, Kev, any any comments or follow-ups to what Josh just said? No, he's he's on the money. <clears throat> we had to um, we had to do it. We literally, I mean, literally I, I, had to do it. I, I, I agree as well. I think... Um, this contract is a steal. Um, I wish I could disagree with him because I, I don't like agreeing with Josh all the time. So but <laughs> I have to agree with him. He's he's right. You know, we had we had we had to get him here. And especially at a discount. You got him on a, on, right. on the cheap. You know what I'm saying? Compared to what he, he could have got on a in an unrestricted free agency. You know what I'm saying? You had to bring 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 him back. What does that tell you know, other free agents, potential free agents and guys that want to come here that after you, you know, you gave your team one of your best seasons that, you know, you're not going to sign them back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you have to put your foot in the ground at some point. And I think with Julius Randle, it was a I mean, perfect opportunity for them to do that. I mean, te- technically they didn't have to. Like, he could have still been on his final year and we could have brought him back. But it, at less money. The, the fact, yeah, huh? At the less fact money. That, the fact that he gave up some money. Is 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 a, is good for both parties. You know what I mean? That I'll say it's it's a steal in, in that aspect. But you know what I mean? If had he not have had we not, he'd be under pressure right now playing. You know what I mean? Trying to because he knows it's a contract year, whether it be us resigning him or him going somewhere else. So it, there's that there's that too. I mean, and, and I'm not saying Julius relaxed at all or, or is comfortable. But you know what I mean? Like, there's always that possibility of now you now you secured. You know what I mean? You just read up, and and, and there's less pressure on you. You know, you know what I mean? There, there's people out there that that honestly think that no other team wants Julius Randle. That is complete nonsense. Oh yeah, no. There's no, I don't, so I don't many teams in this NBA, particularly the, your contenders, that will use Julius Randle as either a second or a third option on their team, ja, and will ja, gladly pay him thirty million dollars. Those those same those same people who who thinks nobody wants Julius Randle are saying trade Julius Randle, like, so they, they don't know they don't know what they're talking about. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, one, one more question. One more question before we, you know, start to wrap this up. Shout out to Quiet Money. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, for some reason, I can't find it to get it up on the screen. But as soon as I find it, I'll get it up there on the screen. Uh, but he said, do you think maybe Tibbs has ran his course? Uh, it it seems like it, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It seems like it would be so short of a of a time, you know, for him to run its course. Uh, I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's it. I hope it's not it. I, I mean, you know, I, I asked the question maybe a couple of streams ago, you know, whether or not, you know, his voice is beginning to fall on deaf ears, you know. I hope I, not. I, I hope not. I, I definitely think it, you know, it's definitely a fair question, considering the fact that, you know, we we assume that we think that, you know, maybe Tibbs, you know, didn't have anything to do with Kimball coming here or, the, you know, some of these, the decisions that the front office made. That might be um, something that's on the table. And looking at James Dolan's history, listen, the Rangers last season were coming off a playoff appearance. They clinched a playoff berth with a very, very young team, right? Everyone was so high on them. Following season, the team, you know, I don't want to say regressed a little bit, but they didn't play to the same potential as they could be. And and James Dolan got rid of the whole entire front office and coaching staff and brought the new new people in here. So that's definitely a possibility for the Knicks based on James Dolan's history. Do I agree with it? No, because again, you have to put your foot in the ground somewhere to build some some sort of consistency. You have to put your foot in the ground somewhere. I, I don't think that. I, I, I honestly don't think that'll happen. That 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 was. I mean, these are the Knicks we're talking about. I mean, uh, I, I mean, but but the thing is this, but the thing, I I, I can't see I can't see James Dolan doing that yeah. right now. I mean, they they just went forty one and thirty one last year. Uh, he at least has to give it. Okay, why would it's he do it right now? Why would he? It's why would he do it right now? Sam, because I'm saying he has the history of doing that. This is not the first. When Mike Woodson made, he won fifty four games, right? And in the following season, he only had one more season after that, and he got fired. That was Phil Jackson. That was Phil Jackson. But but again, James Dolan has to sign off on it. I'm not saying it's Dolan that's going to be making a decision. What I'm saying is, based on the history of the organization and and the the Rangers, I think James Dolan has a lot to do with it. He has to sign off on that stuff. I get it. I get it. But but, but that's a different regime. It's yeah. a different yeah. regime yeah, that, yeah, yeah. than real, the historic Knicks that we used to. The, yes, the, the real, Knicks and bruises that we used to. It's a yeah, whole and, and, like this and, ain't that regime. And let's and let's let's put this on the table. Josh has had a personal vendetta against Dolan. <laughs> he, he knows it too. Look at Kevin, him. I'm, I'm just giving you, Kevin, I'm just giving you the history. And I'm, I'm, t- I'm giving you recent history about what he did with the Rangers and, and, and that organization who was in the same, literally the same exact position. Literally the same exact position as the Knicks last season, and, and now this season is not going the way right. you know the fans want right. or whatever, and the expectations right. or whatever. And he made he made that decision. Right. That's what I'm here's, saying. Here's, he has a record of doing this, a recent one. I think there was more to it than just that. Here's where your credibility is 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 challenged. When I was complaining about Comcast not uh, airing the um, any of the um, on MSG, what did you tell me? Be good and tell me what you told me. What, what I told you was James Dolan's always had some sort of media war with him. Bow. <laughs> Bow right there. <laughs> Mic <Okay>. drop. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't I can't see. I mean, when you when you go back to Mike Woodson being let go, that was he he brought in Phil Jackson and Phil Jackson had his idea of how he wanted the team to run. He didn't think 
Mike Woodson was going to be able to do that. You know, Sam, so, I'll, I, just, I'll just add one, one thing, right? That 54-1 season wasn't just Mike Woodson. It was also a front office, a different front office in place, right? right? And the following season, the front office got removed. That allowed Phil Jackson to come in and make whatever decision he wanted. Right. I'm not saying Leon Rosen was going to get fired right no, now. No, I'm not no, saying no, that's no. what's going to happen and Scott Perry and all of them. But what I am saying, Dolan does have a history of being a little, you know, getting involved and getting and getting that stuff hey, done. I'm not I, saying, I don't think that's happening. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I hope it doesn't. I don't want that to happen. Josh, you need to save that, that for the controversy. Yeah, yeah. Real, real quick, Josh. Real, real we'll quick, Josh. Well, he, well, he doesn't have a history, Tony. He doesn't. Yeah, you think just, all that I, stuff is just out the window? But, but I know. But let me just a... say. Let me just say this right here. Let me just say this right here, Josh. Um, when we did win those 54 games. The next year, that management team was still there, and they traded for uh, Andre Bagnani, and then that's what took us. No, that management team wasn't there. Actually, Glenn, uh, Glenn, sure? Glenn, Glenn Grunwald, or yeah. Grunfeld, whoever, whatever, whatever the name is right, now. Right, he he was right. he resigned. Oh, he at resigned. the beginning of the season, he resigned. Whatever happened, I don't know all the Particulars. what happened, but yeah. he resigned, and Steve Mills took over. Are you sure? Yes, and then you they didn't... made the move. Yes. So yes. you're so you're saying Steve right Mills at was... the beginning. Well, they made the move for for Bonyani, Bonyani. Yeah, they, first yeah. during the first. off season. Okay. okay. And then as soon as the season started, like days before the season started, Glenn was out. He resigned, and then Steve Mills took over. Okay, so Glenn did make the trade for uh for I, Bargnani, I believe correct? so. I believe so. Okay. okay. I believe so. Because that's when it really. That's when everything hit the fan. When once we got by Yanni here, that that's when everything, you know. All I'm saying is James Dolan has the history of making decisions like this. He he does. He just does. Listen, Dolan has stayed out the way when it when it comes to anything personnel wise of players or coaches or anything like that. He stayed out the way. When he's had to step in was just to remove Phil and then reassign Steve Mills because Steve Mills is still with the organization, right? Some part of MSG, right? Yeah, somewhere along the line. He yeah, is. somewhere, along, somewhere the line. along the line. Yeah, that's the only something. time he stepped in. But he's anything else dealing with players or coaches, he stayed out the way. <laughs> see what's going to happen. Let's see what's going to happen. Yeah. Ah, oh, boy. Yeah, let me get to another phone call here. Guys, I gotta get off. It's great talking with yeah. you. We'll do it again. All right. On, on, All right. We'll, 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 I'll be getting off in shortly anyway. But uh, call it your live. Tell me your name and where you're from, please. Hey guys. Good evening. Uh, great show, by the way. It's the first time I tapped in with you guys. Uh, my name is Jose from Brooklyn. Lifelong Knicks fan. Lifelong basketball player. Uh, coach. Technician. Like you know the typical New York City Knicks fan. All right. All right. Appreciate you, man. What's your name again? Jose from Brooklyn. Jose. Jose. Nice to meet you, Jose. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate you for checking out the show. Yeah, man. That was cool. Re really, really appreciate you guys, man. Um, I'd like to bring a perspective that isn't the most popular one. Okay. But, um, I mean, we all have our problems with Randall and Tibbs, right? My major problem is, and I'm on the camp to trade Randall, and I'll make my case for it in a bit. Last playoffs, all the bells and whistles, the alarms should have went off. Tibbs is not the guy, and neither is Julius Randle, right? We can't build on them. 
we defend ourselves, right, with no ball movement, like something simple like a ball reversal, you're telling me we can't do a ball reversal? We're an NBA team. Count, every, I just want everybody who's listening, just count ball reversals that we get in an NBA game. We're under two a game, and that's despicable. That's, that's pathetic. That's the first thing you teach in, in, in team basketball is move the ball and move players. We don't do that, right? Like, Tibbs is an NBA coach, and we can't do that. We get no off-the-ball cuts. We get no movement. We have zero, like, surprise, no flexibility, right? And there was no reason to re-sign Tibbs. Why? Because he had a winning season during the pandemic year, right? Like, I am the kind of guy that would have flipped Julius Randle, flip him for picks, players that are cheaper, that have a better ceiling. Like, look, this is Julius Randle's ceiling, by the way, guys. Rude or not, this is his ceiling, right? Like, what does he do? I think he's a cancer, right? I've played hoops with dudes that need their need their need their points, and Julius Randle's a guy that needs his stats. Julius Randle doesn't do anything on the court unless it's a stat. Everything goes through him. He sets a screen only to get the ball for points or to give it back on a handoff or an assist. Julius Randle never sets an off the ball screen for somebody else. Right? Julius Randle never reverses the ball just to make sure everybody touches it. Right? Like, this is the guy you guys want to build on? So, right? but, but let now, me ask you. He's let me... definitely not a one option. He's let... not a two. Perhaps he's a three, and I understand that. But when you are a player and you want to play with other people, nobody's jumping off their team in free agency to come play with Julius Randle. Nobody's like, yes, let's go play with Julius Randle. Let's go play with Tibbs. Let me ask Somebody you said this. Tibbs is outdated. Let, let me ask you this, Jose. Is it Randle that's not going to set those off-ball screens, or is it the system that says, because we don't see anybody setting off-ball screens, not just Randle. For sure. We don't right, see anybody right, right. doing it. But if Julius Randle does it, guess what? Everybody does it. Right? Because when my best player sets an off the ball screen, that's a completely selfless act in basketball. No, I, I get it. I get it. But uh, what, what I'm asking is um, when you and look I'm at. I'm sure he did it today. You know, when, when, you look at, when you look at the system that the Knicks have, it's just not designed. There's no off ball screens, oh, there's no cuts, right, there's no scissor right. cuts, there's no backdoor cuts. Right? It's not that right. type of offense. Um, Correct. If he goes and sets, sets not, and I'm not saying that, um, you know, people wouldn't know what to do, right? But if he goes and sets an off-ball screen, you know, just says, I'm just going to set this off-ball screen on whoever it is, right? Uh, but, you know, guys are running whatever that set is on this side of the floor. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I mean does, it, does it even amount to anything without this being here's the system that Tom Thibodeau put in place for you guys to play basketball uh, on the floor. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, do, do we have to attribute that to Tibbs or do we have to attribute it to Randall? That's what I'm saying. I guess. Oh, it's, it's both. It's both. It's both of them. Tibbs has no flexibility. I don't think he should be a head coach. He's an, he's a defensive coordinator, right? Like look at his history. He coached with the Knicks early in our heyday with Patrick Ewan and all those defensive monsters in the defensive league, right? And then he coached in Houston with Yao Ming, right? Mm -hmm. And then he coached in Boston with KG, right? So, and then he went to 
Chicago, he did great there because he had Derrick Rose. I would have been a pretty good coach with Derrick Rose, too. I'm not going to hold you. MVP D. Rose, jumping out the gym D. Rose, yeah. He was pretty good. Then he went to the Timberwolves and was a mess with Jimmy Butler and two All-Stars. And that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. That Jimmy Butler, Minnesota mess, that's where we're heading. Nobody listens to Tibbs anymore, right? Because we just... It's outdated. Everything he does, like he's a defensive coach in modern NBA offensive basketball where you're not really allowed to touch people. Right? And he has zero offensive mind. So so what do we, well, you know, I, like I, I he mean, needs to go. I mean, I agree that his, you know, we need to figure out how to really expand and open up this offense and we thought it was going to happen now. We, we also have to look at the fact that, I mean, you look at last night, and what the Knicks did looked really good because guys were hitting shots. Right. I got this year, you. guys not hitting shots. I mean, you know. Right. Then what do we got? I mean, when guys aren't hitting shots, it's not going to look good for anybody, including Tibbs, including Randall. You know, I mean, is it? I guess we have to figure out which one is it. Because when guys hit shots, even when guys, even when we just hit them at an average pace, you know, 47% from the field, 37% or 38% from the three-point line, it looks good. When we're not hitting shots, it looks bad. So is it because you, our players are not hitting shots? Or mm-hmm. is it because the offense? I mean, even when we are hitting shots, we still don't see the backdoor screens and those types of stuff. Right, That's not right, the right, offense. Right. So, so That's not the offense, offense at all. We know yeah. that. You know our what I'm offense saying? is based on hitting and missing, Right. It's that simple. It's hitting and missing. And your offense should not just be hitting and missing, right? It should be actual ball movement, player movement. Yo, when I say we defend ourselves, it's because we stick people in the corner and they don't get the ball. And then when they get the ball, they're surprised they got it. So what does that, you know, like what does that do for your But shouldn't our, we have professional basketball players. Shouldn't they be hitting Bro, wide open shots? Still, you I know. still need to touch the ball, professionals or not. I, true, true. But they do touch the ball. I mean, guys touch the ball. Shouldn't they be but hitting when? wide they open shots? Shouldn't they be hitting if wide open shots? If you're stuck in a corner and the ball doesn't reverse, you're not getting the ball. You might get the ball. You can't think on that side like, no, oh, I, I might get I the agree. ball. I agree. I would love that, to like, see more ball reversal in this offense. Uh, you know, You know, we do get stuck on one side of the floor. A lot. So I would love to see more ball reversal. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it, but I don't think that's all predicated on just one guy. No, it's the offense. I, I, also, it's the offense all together. It's also Julius Randle, like, pass the ball, bro. Like, uh, honestly, like, he, he'll do better when he passes the ball. Because the pressure on him. Yeah. Uh, Jose, Josh, Josh has a question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Can, Jose, can, yeah, yeah I, have, I have a question. So you said uh, Tib Tib is kind of old school and, and, and a new era style of basketball. Um, would you say that Steve Kerr is a is a new new school kind of innovative kind of coach? Well, Steve Kerr came from two systems, right? Steve Kerr played under Phil Jackson in the triangle mm-hmm. offense with Tex Winters, right? So that mm-hmm. offense is fully, fully, fully ball movement, ball movement. Now, the beauty of the triangle offense is that it allows everybody around to touch the ball and move the ball. And guess what? The triangle offense is the most successful offense in all of basketball. So they play a two-guard front where anybody can walk up the ball. They don't have a true point guard. So, like, 
Steve Kerr isn't a great example because that offense is super flexible. And he also played under Pop, right? So he Okay, he but, but, but I'm, I'm, using, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use your example of, of back screens. Uh, Golden State does a lot, of, a lot of off the ball screens. They do a lot of off the ball movement, which is something that you Absolutely. want to see the Knicks do. That's why that's why I bring up that's why I bring up Steve Kerr. So it's not necessarily yeah. um an old school kind of thing because the triangle triangle offense is okay. kind of an old school system, right? But yeah. the reason why I bring that up is because you know, Golden State, right? You know, what, what makes them so good is not just the offense that they run, but it's the players that they have, right? So it's a balancing yeah. act. It's not just about Julius Randle, um, what Julius Randle's not doing. The coach also has to have a system in play for other to get other people involved, things of that nature. So Agreed. I just disagree. I just Agreed. disagree with this notion that if Julius Randle decides to set an off-the-ball screen, everyone else is going to set, set an off-the-ball screen. But, you know, it has to be a whole entire offensive system. And like Sim said, you got to have guys that knock down shots. So I just totally disagree with you, the, the fact that if Julius Randle does something off the ball, everyone else is going to do that too. I, you know, I just don't think that's, that's you know, a, a real thing. I don't think that's a real thing you in know, the NBA. Right, but, but the crazy thing is, bro, we'll never know because he doesn't do it. Right? Like, he doesn't do it. You know who sets off the ball screens? Steph Curry. He's the best shooter on earth. And he sets off the ball screens. It's just something natural to do in a basketball game. Right? No, like, it's I, not like I'm not asking Julius Randle to be a manager. I'm not asking him to do anything crazy. Like, it's something so simple. Right? Like, he, he doesn't do that very often. Right? And part partly it's because, and, and remember, I started with Tibbs and Randle. It's not just Randle. Right? It just looks terrible because Randall's the focal point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And something so simple that we just don't do, like, that's a little crazy. Right? Yeah. You know, you want to hear something, a crazy stat? I think for like three or four years in a row, you know who shot the most open threes in the NBA? Who? Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's insane. You're telling me Steph Curry and Clay Thompson get left alone? No. They just move without the ball, and everybody does it, right? But that, but, that's well, a part well, of the I offensive mean, system that they run. Like, like you said, that's what the triangle offense is, yeah. where like, a lot yeah. of guys get a chance to touch the ball. The Golden State Warriors also have yeah. led the league in assists for a number of years, right? So it's oh, the yeah. offensive they system that they run. Yeah, so they so, so you can make an argument. So so if Julius Randle had a, a better offensive philosophy, don't you think that you know he'll be doing those kinds of things? Don't you think that Evan Fournier and a lot of these guys will be setting off the ball screens? Uh, would I've never seen Julius Randle be like a high IQ basketball player. I've seen him be a scorer, right? So I don't I don't think that Julius Randle would fit in a system like that. I think Julius Randle does what he does very well. He's not a good manager, right? He's not a good facilitator. He he gets a bunch of looks. He's not a high IQ guy, right? So I don't think that like he can actually play in a system like that. But sure, I'd love to see it. That's what I want because that's just a good basketball system that allows, like, a sufficient high level of basketball to play until you start hitting shots. Well, right. I mean, well, well, you know, the thing is, I think we got to have somebody to put that system in place. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'm not absolutely. hating on Tibbs. Tibbs has his style. You know, I like what he's done so far to go to the next level. Maybe we need someone that can come in and assist him in putting that type of system in place to see if the guys can actually do it or not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. We'll see. Exactly. But hey, Jose, I right. appreciate like right now, I appreciate oh, your time, right. man. Uh, hopefully, you continue to watch and, and call in. Yeah, it's a pleasure, guys. Yeah. It's a pleasure. And uh, like I said, man, like I'm, I just want to see the Knicks win. I'm not a hater. Yeah. Like I love no. my team. I've been rooting for the Knicks. I just know the X's and O's of basketball, like at a high level. And like, bro, there's a reason why, like, 
the Spurs have won for so many years. The Lakers won for so many years. Like this, it's the same like organizations are winning because they do it right, and we just do it all wrong. And here goes this season. You know what I mean? It sucks, but it is what it is. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Yeah, dude. yeah, and I will call more, guys. I like you guys. You all guys right. are cool. All right, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Pleasure, guys. Good all night. Right. Yeah, we gonna we gonna see, man. I don't know. Uh, you know, twelve and thirteen on the season, ladies and gentlemen. Twelve and thirteen on the season, but we're gonna head up out of here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get some rest. By the way, Josh, we actually won our first game tonight. There you go. Congrats. I I didn't know what to expect. We actually won, and you know, we won by double. Well, no, we won by nine. You know, we we were up by double digits, but we won by nine. You know, the last. 30 seconds of the game, I put in some players that have no clue what they're doing on the floor, you know, just so they can get their feet wet. You know what I mean? But yeah, I didn't expect it, but we came out, we played, you know, we warmed down. We Listen, we have no offense at all because we don't have a lot of skill, but we warmed down defensively. By the third quarter, they no longer wanted to bring the basketball up the floor. That's the way we got to do it. That's the way we got to do it. We'll see what happens there. I'll keep you guys updated on how my high school season is going, but we got to know. Everybody in the chat, put some, some claps in the, in the yeah, chat. Yeah, that's what I'm them, talking them about. and the girls, you know. We got a nice thumbs up. We got we got a nice a win that I didn't expect to get. It asked Josh. I told him I said I don't know, man. We might get smacked tonight. I told him before before the game we might get smacked because I'm playing with a team of girls that only three of them have ever played organized basketball. The rest of them been playing soccer and volleyball, and they decided they're going to come try and play basketball. So our focus hey, was on... At least they're athletic. Yeah, exactly. Our focus was on out-hustling every team. And that's all we said when we met before the game. We said, we're going to win the hustle game tonight. I don't care what the scoreboard says. We're going to win the hustle game, and we won it. We warmed down. They didn't want to play no more. But anyway, hopefully the Knicks can get themselves together, ladies and gentlemen. It's, 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 hopefully they can get themselves together. They play again on Friday in Toronto, another tough team. You know, another team that can bang is going to be physical. That's going to be a tough game. The Knicks got to be ready to go for that one. At least they got a day in between, get some rest, recalibrate, you know, get a shoot around in. You know, maybe they walk through some stuff and see if we can come away victorious. Tony, any last words? Um. As always, shout out to the chat. Yo, Black is time, and Sim, keep doing your thing. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Josh? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, Knicks fans, don't panic. <laughs> I don't think this is a catastrophe. The Knicks have a lot of opportunity to to, to make some moves and make some things happen. Um, And, you know, just don't panic. This is supposed to be rebuilding. We're building something, right? So this team is not a finished product. I understand people are down, but I think everything will eventually work itself out because of the opportunities that we do have. So, Everyone just don't trip. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are up out of here. Um, catch you on the next episode of the shoot around, ladies and gentlemen. Be peaceful, spread love. We out. This is NBK, nothing but Knicks. When Sim passed the assist, you know that it's number one show that breaks down the game. If you can't play defense, stay out my way. Dribble the ball, come down the lane. Five seconds on the shot clock. Who gonna win us the game? Wanna hear Nick updates and trade rumors? Post game reviews, this the place you tune in. So tell a friend just to keep the ball moving. Like the page if you're feeling the movement. 
Every game we come in to win. Give us a sob like a player that came off the bench. This is NBK, nothing but Knicks.